Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Y'all ready?
primarily with their mother. And I thought to myself, this is absolutely something we have to explore. And I made a conscious decision that when I did get back, I'm back, that we would absolutely have this conversation. And it just so happens that um, it's Mother's Day this weekend. It's Mother's Day. And many of us that have, all of us have a mother. Some of our mothers have passed on. Some of our mothers are still here. Some of my mothers we're not talking to. Some of them we have talking to. Some of them you don't have to buy presents for because you don't want to. Um, but all of us have a mother, a guardian. I want to be clear. When I use the word mother this evening, I mean your mother. In some cases it could have been your father if you were raised by and even if you weren't raised by him. Um, a guardian. Some of us are raised, raised by our grandmothers, GGs, whatever it is. Uh, and so please don't be misled by the use of the word mother. I know that some people are going to say that fathers experience some of the same things, and yes, that's absolutely true, but let's be clear that I use the word mother because most of us primarily, um, I'm not going to say most of us, some of us were raised in single-parent households, and those households were headed by our mother. Um, and even if we were in a two-parent household, most of the interaction came with our mothers. And so for tonight, we're using mother and because it's Mother's Day. Oh, wait a minute, and because it's my show and I can call it what I want to. Yeah, <laughs> that would be the reason why. So I want everybody to be clear about that. Um, why not speak of fathers? Again, because we were, a lot of us were raised by women, and even if there was a father present, um, yeah, we'll have to give fathers their own show because absolutely we got some father stuff going on. And some of it is different, and some of it is absolutely the same. I um. I firmly believe that our parents, and when I say our parents, meaning most of us listening, most of you listening are between is that millennial age folks, uh, but even if you're older and even if you're younger, uh, I happen to believe that most of our parents did what they could. They gave what they had. Sometimes they did what was done to them. Uh, they did what they thought was best, and some of them didn't have a thought about what they were doing. And so for that reason, I'm going to say that um still believe that all things happen for a reason. I believe there's lessons to be extracted in everything, and that's going to be something so very important that we need to, to keep in mind throughout this time is that everything that has happened to us, there's blessings in all of that. There is lessons in all of that. And sometimes we get so hung up on the event so hung up on the tape that we hear that we forget to extract the lesson. And I want you guys to go ahead, write that down. Somebody go ahead and type it in there. Absolutely be clear that there are lessons involved in all of these things that have happened to us, and we do ourselves a disservice when we choose not to extract the lesson, being so very pissed off and so very angry. But bigger than that, there are many of us that walk around without full knowledge of how uh, our relationships with our mother and the things that happen with our mother and our upbringing has affected us. Uh, my, my <laughs> what I would really say to people is that if you feel like you don't have mommy issues or you don't have challenges that come from your childhood, ask your spouse, your partner, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, yeah, yeah. They'll probably say something like, yeah, you might need to look into that. I'm just saying. Um, one of the things I want you to, to, to keep in mind is that I believe that knowledge is power, and so I appreciate everybody tuning in. But also, knowledge is responsibility, meaning once you have inhaled this knowledge, whether you choose to chew on it and, and swallow it or not, 
You are thus responsible for what you do with this information. You guys have heard me talk about applying the paint and all those types of things. That's going to be very important. I guarantee you some of the things that you can learn tonight will absolutely benefit in your growth. And if we can benefit in you growing, everybody around you, your children, your grandchildren, your mother, your father, uh, your relationships, your spouses, your coworkers, everybody will benefit. Yes, you affect that many people every day, every day, every day. Um, so keep that in mind. Many of us believed early on that abuse only involved physical abuse. So most of us remember those spankings or whoopings. Uh, some of us got beatings, um, and it, it, it initially that's what you knew was wrong because initially that hurt you, and it hurt you in a way that was physical in nature, and, and, and you felt it. You felt it real. But many of us grew up around dysfunction, around abusive uh, mental, emotional, psychological abuse, and that dysfunction I call it a dysfunctional disease. That dysfunction was absolutely um, some of our norm, meaning it was something that happened. You, it, it happened in your house. It happened with your mother. It happened with your siblings. And it's what most of us identify as being normal. So many of us walked into our childhood, some of us ran into our childhood, really and truly believing that we were unscathed because there were no marks or bruises on our arms or because or we were still thinking straight, or because we were just actually able to still walk, because sometimes with those beatings you felt like you weren't ever going to be able to walk. Uh, not knowing the effect that some of the things that weren't as um, glaring uh, would affect us, but it absolutely did. I know some of you guys know that now. Um, we were subject uh, to very uh, a lot of things by our mother, um, and what we were subject to was was Mm, it was a lot. It was a lot for any one person to, to, to take on. My primary reason for doing this show is not just so you can go, oh, yeah, I was this or I was that or my mother this or my grandmother this. Um, I want us to be clear about who we are and how we then are showing up in the lives of our children and our grandchildren. Uh, many of us, without knowledge, without our permission, are taking on a lot of the traits that were, were, were instilled into us, that were given to us, that were done to us, and we do this almost subconsciously. I want you to be aware. Um, that's going to be key because you can't change anything, right? You can't change anything if you're not aware. Again, this conversation is happening now because it's Mother's Day, and I believe that uh, many of the inappropriate, dysfunctional, uh, emotional, lacking behaviors, actions, and thoughts that we have are created in our childhood and specifically by our mothers. Uh, it was then that we we unknowingly began to lay tracks on our emotional life tape. What do I mean by tracks? Uh, meaning recordings, things to say that you are not enough, that you lazy, that you shifted, you're not ever going to be anything, you're stupid, you're lazy, you're angry, you're any of those damn calls. And many of us will call names daily. Then we didn't see it as abusive, stupid, lazy, dumb, ignorant. Uh, many times our first bullies were our mothers, were our parents, the people that instilled some of the most negative things that we think and feel about ourselves were instilled by our parents. Um, and now, you know, 
we get upset with the kids at school because they're calling Johnny out their name when in most instances many of our children uh, by us, by our parents, were called out of their names. And, again, I don't know that we saw that as abuse. Um, these recordings absolutely affect all of our relationships, not just our intimate relationships, our friendships, relationships we have with community, but bigger than that, the relationships that we have with ourselves. And this why, this is why, that is why, this conversation is so very important. And I'm going to ask each of you, no matter when you listen to this, this recording, to go ahead and share this information. I guarantee you there's somebody uh, who's a friend of yours, if not a friend of mine, that will absolutely uh, need this information. They will absolutely be able to uh, grow <laughs> from the information. And, yes, it is that deep. I happen to believe it's that deep. Most of us were affected and thus infect others without consciousness of the transmission. Get what I just said. Most of us have been affected and thus infect others, and we are unconscious about the transmission. Um, you would think that because we were in those situations and we felt horrible about them, that we would not repeat them, and it's absolutely very far from the truth. Many times when things are done to people, they find themselves again, without their permission and sometimes without their full conscious knowledge, doing some of the same things that were done to them. This is problematic and actively producing future generations of folks with mommy issues. When I was in this group of, of, of women, I discovered, oh, my goodness, it was, it was so freaking, you see, I didn't use the S word, F word. <laughs> uh, it was so impactful in that. I discovered that there were people that were that did not drink socially because they were raised by a drunk. Uh, that they did not have children because they were raised by someone who absolutely put a bad taste in their mouth about mothering and their ability to be able to parent. There were people in in, in that room that mm, that could vividly hear their mother's voice in saying what they were not and what they would not achieve. And either they were underachievers or they were super still trying to please, even upon their mother's death, still trying to prove something. And it's so much easier in life um, to be than it is to try to prove because when we're in that mode, we almost believe that nothing, <clears throat> nothing is good enough. I got a little tickle. Let me go ahead and have me a look. Right. Y'all like that cup? Right, 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 right. I'm going to have a little drink because uh, I wasn't going to actually drink out of it. It was actually for a little prep, but that ended up right right on time. Um, and so that's why this, this conversation is so very important. In order for us to prevent future generations of this stuff, I know I personally would love to have halted some of the things that I did with my daughter, but I didn't have the knowledge. And so many of us are already parents. Um, and still we can learn from this. There are many of us that are grandparents, and we think we tend to be different as grandparents. We tend to have a lot more patience and be a lot more loving. Many of us have learned many valuable lessons, but there's some things that our children still need from us, and I absolutely want to drive that home. Um, it's Mother's Day, and many of us are in a struggle with giving our mother the respect of, of being the person that gave birth to us, and still being able to feel some of the effects, effects 
that their upbringing has had, and that causes inner conflict. Anytime you have a struggle between your mind and your heart or your mind and your spirit, that causes inner conflict. And without inner conf- in, with inner conflict, that absolutely deteriorates some of your peace. Yeah, buddy. Try being without that. That could be very problematic. Um, and so the problem starts here. If your own mother would beat you, criticize you, abandon you, reject you, uh, belittle you, attack you, any of those things, if your own mother could, everybody else is suspect. Yeah. If the woman that gave birth to you or the mother that chose you, because some of us were adopted, your mother chose you, if your own mother could do some of the things that were done to you, then everybody else is suspect. And that being said, not only are those people suspect, they absolutely have to be looked at as if they're going to. So we're almost expecting something negative to happen. And you all have heard me speak enough times to know that I absolutely believe if in your mind and out of your mouth comes negativity, it is absolutely drawn to you. And so consider this that we expected some of the same things that happened in our childhood to happen to us with our new friends, with our new uh, coworkers, with our new partners, with our new spouses. We have the expectation, even if it's unconscious, and we manifest those things in our head. Some of us sabotage things to make them normal because guess what? That dysfunction a lot of times was absolutely our normal, and thus we did not know any better. Um, some of our first definitions about some very key words came from those experiences. You consider uh, love. I, I punch you in the eye. I love you. I still feed you, but I curse you out. I still provide for you clothing and things of that nature, but I lock you out the door and you have to sit on the porch until I get home. Yeah, we didn't consider those things to be abusive. We didn't consider them to be dysfunctional, but they are. Our definitions of love, of trust, if you can't trust your mother, then most of us end up then with trust challenges. What is the number one cause of the dysfunction in our relationships currently is the lack of or our inability to trust. You got it. Uh, happiness. Love and happiness. That was where I did a little song. Y'all know I always do a little song. Um, us defining happiness by what we got then and not knowing that there was something greater that absolutely affects our relationships. Honesty. If you had a mother that lied, and I'm not talking about lying about the tooth fairy or about Santa Claus. I'm talking about somebody would lie about who they were, who they thought you were, where they've been, where you were going, any of those things. And many of us have experienced that uh, because along with a lot of dysfunction comes the need uh, to have to lie about some things. And so our honesty and the ability to speak the truth, yeah, that absolutely comes into play. Our ability to be able to communicate. There are some people who um, didn't have very good communication. Let me say, I said some. Here's where I can use this word. Many and most folks in their homes, in their, uh, in their environment, did not have the ability to be able to speak their truth without grave consequences or communication lacked across the board. So now we're not communicating because we all got cell phones in our hands. But back then we didn't communicate because you weren't able to speak your truth. There was nothing to be said. Uh, I absolutely grew up in a generation where kids was to be seen and not heard. We automatically knew when 
when when adults came in the room, you left. Yeah, these kids nowadays don't do that. But they're so zoned out with these computer technology things. You know, we don't even need to have them leave the room because they don't. You know, they're not they're not present. Um, compromise. We absolutely learned that compromise was whoever had the power had the say. Right. You didn't get to say you didn't want green beans. I'm the mother. How many times you hear that? I'm the mother. You're going to do what I say. Absolutely. That absolutely affects our ability to be able to compromise present day, to know what fair is. And fair being, again, whoever has the power, whoever is the biggest, whoever makes the most money, whoever is was was the first uh, a person to initiate the friendship, we give some of that power away based on some of our experience. Adult. We know then that being an adult means what we got then. So, again, keywords: love, trust, happiness, honesty, truth, communication, uh, 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 compromise, fair, adult, caring. Caring is huge. Most of us have the inability to care for someone genuinely because, again, if our mother would X, then everybody else is suspect and absolutely not worthy. Worthy. And I want you to be clear about something. Many times when we're holding something back from someone else or leaving somebody else responsible for something, we absolutely have some lack in ourselves. And so I'm not just speaking to people for the benefit of their children that they have or for the relationship they have. I absolutely want you to be selfish on purpose and go inward and consider the place you come from and some of your own behaviors. If you can't identify those behaviors, trust and believe. I'm sure there's a good friend a confidant, a BSF, a favorite cousin, a mother or a spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, that will absolutely assist you in pointing out some of your shortcomings. <laughs> Betcha. <laughs> uh, do me a favor, go ahead and share the video if you haven't already. Um, I'm going to say this, and this is a huge number, but it's, I believe it's to be real. Well, it's my number. I can say this. I'm going to say that 90% of my Guided Journey clients have mommy challenges meaning they are still being affected and infected by the things that happened to them when they were children by their mothers. And that list, as we go through it, is exhaustive. So some of you will think, well, you know, how much damage could be done? We're talking about our mothers who are usually our primary caretakers. They're usually our first um, um, idols where we go, oh, my goodness, I want to be like mommy. They're usually the first heroes that we have, and so imagine them being disappointed by them or not being cared for by them. And and some of our anger and frustration comes at this point in that we didn't know. And so here we go, experiencing life and believing at 1920 when we left for college or left home or whatever, that we were full grown and had the capacity to love one another. And here we got the wrong damn handbook. Right. This handbook was written by somebody who didn't know about love, who didn't know about honesty, who didn't know about trust, and they pass this handbook on to you. And here you grow, or not grow, attempting to do some of the same things. Um, I started a list of different type of mommy stuff, and I was actually taken aback as I continued to write, and things kept continued to flood me. I, I, I do things usually in the same day, mainly because I'm Oh, my goodness, it could be just so much. We could be on the phone for hours. Um, there are, are mommies who are always there that can cause dependence, and you guys are or know some of those people, people that go to their, their mother or parents for everything, so much so that they're dependent. 
that they live life in according to their mother being uh, the saver, the, the person that's going to sacrifice. And they become usually very selfish people in that they'll do things knowing that they'll have to depend on their mother. And we've seen some of those mothers who actually will struggle to provide for those children. That is a huge deal. So we have those mothers who are always there, who no matter what will pick up, will save, will give you their last dime, will, will, will give you the clothes off their back, will sacrifice anything. And many of us think, wow, I would love a mother like that. But trust and believe they produce children who are dependent, who are not appreciative, who uh, absolutely can be very uh, selfish in a very negative way. They produce children who are not able to stand on their own. Um, when you know you have a safety net that is huge and, and all-encompassing, you tend to free fall whenever you want. And that doesn't produce a very healthy and emotionally sound uh, adult. And then consider that that adult then goes and has children. Um, and then there's those mommies who are never there. They raise you, but they have several jobs. They find lots of activities to do outside. They go partying. They're up at a friend's house. You're always at a babysitter, all of those things. And they produce, hey, I'm going to say a word. You guys are absolutely going to be able to relate to this. They produce children who absolutely not have a fear, just a fear, but have anxiety about being left, about you abandoning them. And many people will say, I have abandonment issues. And, that, and a lot of times that comes from their childhood being left, and some of them being left just temporarily but often, and some of them being left very permanently, like mommy's going to be right back as soon as I get myself together. And today, to date, they still have not gotten themselves together. And so when you encounter someone who has these abandonment challenges, you absolutely end up attempting to make up for what they lack. I know I'm speaking to somebody. I know somebody can relate. I want you guys to absolutely be tuned in to where you might see you because there's work that needs to be done, and only you can do that work. Um, there are mommies that uh, were addicted to drugs or alcohol or men or sex or, or gambling. Any of those, any addiction absolutely produces a kids or kids that are super resentful, that are codependent, uh, a lot of times they become Superman and Superwoman because they have to be. I mean, kids that are, are having to care for themselves or care for their assemblies, uh, many people, you know, here I am, 51 years old, and, and, and some kids had to learn to do what I had to do um, in my teens and early adulthood when they were six and seven years old. Uh, latchkey kids who had to let themselves in because their parents had to work, uh, having to care for their siblings, or, or this mothers having the addiction and the inability to be able to truly care for and provide emotional support for their children. They absolutely produce a specific type. Uh, I mean, it's a whole bunch of books about uh, children of alcoholics and children of addicts, and they have a specific personality trait. They have specific behaviors, and those things are absolutely positively real. Mommies that are abusive. And, and all of this, to me, is considered abuse. As a social worker, and you all know that I'm, I'm a licensed social worker, a trained social worker. I've been in the field of social work for 20-plus years. I consider most of the things that we're going to talk about to be abusive. But in many cases, abusive to many of us, again, was the physical abuse. We didn't believe or include or know that some of the things that flowed through their mouth were, yeah, abusive. Um, who would have even thought or wanted to believe that that we would have to call our mothers 
abusive or that the things that they said were abusive because many times, guess what? We've been saying them too now, right? You were called out your name. You called your children out of their name. Not because it, it felt good to you, but because it was what you knew. And and change take, takes consciousness. Come on, somebody. Change takes you being conscious about who you are, what you think, what you believe, how you feel. And that is very, very important. Uh, kids that come from abusive parents uh, usually have absolutely a lack of trust. They have a timidness about them, and they tend to find themselves in abusive relationships, not because that's what they, uh, what they desire. Many times it's because that's what they know, right? We were being taught this is what love is. This is what love feels like. And even though it may, you know, it puts you on edge, absolutely, this is what you look for. And guess what we did, people? We looked for it. We absolutely did look for it. Um, there are mommies that use lies to cover where they at, where they were, where they've been, um, cover up family secrets. And, and, and when you found out that something was a lie, that your mother told you a lie, you began again to be suspect of everything, and without your permission, you began to then cover in the same way as a child. Where's your homework? Oh, well, the dog came over. Well, you know, the dog always ate it. Uh, but I left it over at my cousin's house because you learn from your your mother and either watching her with the landlord or watching her with your father or watching her with her coworkers, watching her in the neighborhood, be able to say things that you knew were a lie. And then you learn how to lie. And many of us learn from some very good and crafty and creative people how to do this lying thing so much so that we find ourselves in positions to lie or people lied to cover their own. Like, oh, yeah, we had, we had a meatloaf and corn last night for dinner when actually you had hot dogs and pork and beans uh, because sometimes we lied to, to up, to, 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 to mask, to protect, to avoid shame. There's a lot of different reasons that mothers and people lie. But, again, I want to get back to the fact that we learn those behaviors, and some of us then perfected them in our own right. Right, that's how that went. Um, mommies that are overcritical, um, and let me go back. Mothers that produce mothers that lie produce children that are usually very truth challenged. Wasn't that a nice way of saying a liar? Right. I got you. Everybody can't hear that word and be okay. Mommies that are overly critical um, are usually. I mean, when I say overly critical, there are some people I know them. Uh, who the first thing that comes out of their mouth is something negative, something negative. You can go, oh, I got a promotion. Well, you don't get up on time. I don't know how you're going to be on time for that job. I mean, anything that you can come up with, it could be the most glowing thing in the whole world, and they can come up with a reason why it's not going to work, why it's not going to last, why you can't do it, any of those things, and they just pounce, and that's what happens. They usually, those types of mothers usually produce underachievers, people who really and truly believe what mommy said, and that is that they cannot and will not do any better, or they produce overachievers, those people who still to this day are trying to do something, get something, obtain something, be something, just to prove their mothers wrong or just to make their mothers proud. And absolutely, it's a cycle. They said it. You all said it. It's a cycle that repeats itself. And so I'm saying this, I'm giving you all this information so that it would be great 
if we could stop the cycle. It would be great if we could stop the cycle. Um, mothers that 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 leave, that not not just not being present. There's mothers that gave their children up for adoption. There are mothers that um, that left their children with other family members. There are mothers that experienced some of these other things that we're talking about from their mothers and had the inability to raise kids and left their kids with other people, some family, some strangers. To have a mother that gave birth to you, to not want to raise you, and you not have full knowledge about what that story was like, or even to get the knowledge and not have true understanding about what that is, it absolutely produces abandonment issues. You feeling unlovable, you feeling not enough, it's something, again, if my own mother could, then everybody else is suspect. So we have to be clear that what we're thinking in our heads is that if mommy could leave me, anybody could leave me. If mommy wanted to leave me, everybody will leave me. And, again, that's manifesting itself. So without our permission, subconsciously, we found ourselves in the same position as adults, thinking the same thoughts. And not ever, most of us don't go to therapy for these things. Most of us don't say, you know what, there's something wrong with me, even though I've had 17 relationships and they're all saying the same thing and I find myself stuck in a rut. Many of us don't seek therapy. We don't seek um, um, uh, assistance in any way. We read a couple books and we don't know how to apply the paint. We go to church and we don't know how to apply the word. We, you know, we we like Angie Harvey stuff on Facebook, but we don't know how to put it to work. I absolutely would love for those things to discontinue at this point because guess what, people? We're running out of time. We're at a place now where if, in fact, we can't do something to help our children because a lot of times any of us that have adult children, we're then having to identify what we see in our children. But bigger than that, being able to identify where it potentially came from. Um, Mothers, again, who are negative and, 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 and just condemning, They absolutely give you nothing to look forward to because they make you believe that you are nothing, you are less than nothing, you're not ever going to be nothing. There's there's no reason for you to even try to do something because you're going to fail. You are just like your father. You are just like something else that doesn't feel good, and they give you that. And, again, it's, it's in your head. And those types of mothers absolutely produce children who have a very low self esteem and who never, ever, no matter what you do, they are never enough. They don't feel enough in the inside because if their mother could, there's nothing that she can tell me. And if you've ever loved, because many of us can only identify other people, I would say if any of us are, but what I would say to you is that if you've ever attempted to love somebody who had a low self-esteem and who did not consider themselves to be enough, you almost couldn't do enough to make them feel pretty, to make them feel like a queen or a king, to make them feel powerful, to make them feel loved, to make them feel wanted, to make them feel desired. It's like you're trying to fill a cup. Check out my cup. Like you're trying to fill a cup that has a hole in the bottom, and no matter what you put up here, it comes out here. So you wake up the next day, you're thinking that they're full because you've given them all this attention, all this love, all this understanding, only to find out that the cup is empty. Right. Yeah, I know. You guys can identify that. You don't know it here, but but you know it if you <laughs> I know, 2020, when you're looking at somebody else, legally blind when you're looking in the mirror. I get it. Uh, Hopefully you will listen to what is being said. And even if you have to listen to this video or listen to the recording several times so that you get you, because that is what's important, that you get you. That is important. Um, A mother that disowns or rejects you. 
Uh, I'm talking about mothers who will, you know them to be your mother, but for a variety of reasons they choose not to talk to you, not to identify as your mother, not to uh, speak your name, not to come around. So there's, it's someplace in, you know, your mother is someplace in this world, but doesn't have any conversation or communication with you. Again, if your mother could, then guess what? Everybody else then is suspect, and you doubt you. You doubt you. You began to expect rejection, absolutely low in self-esteem. And I'm giving these things as, as like if your mother's this, she's that, but please know that, that there's going to be an exhaustive list when I'm done of all the things, all the symptoms that come from the behaviors, the actions, the thoughts that come from some of our mothers and some of the things that they did. Um, mothers who are overly dependent on their children. You know the ones, the ones that need you to pay their rent, they need you to, right. And, and it, it started early on where they, they need you to get to the grocery store, they needed you to pick up the cigarettes, they needed you to pick up their brother and sister, they needed you to do this, they needed you to, people that are, oh, and I'm not talking about your mother just being in need occasionally. I'm talking about there being multiple occurrences where your mother, your mother looks to you for emotional support, for financial support for psychological support, and they're real good at running. Either they run the guilt or they're just present in that. And, again, this is your mother. Many of us, again, have the struggle that you could not be present or you could show up in this way, and it would be absolutely draining to my person. Uh, I know many people that, that absolutely fit into this category, and their mothers are without the ability to understand the dependence that they have on their children and how it hinders them in their life. And I say lack of understanding. There's some people who have the understanding but just don't care. And I'm going to say this, that many of those parents deserve a pass in that they did not have the information. They, many of them didn't have the Internet. They didn't have mothers that produced someone who could have the type of understanding. But we have to be clear, in order to stop this from being perpetual, you absolutely have to have enough in you to be able to, to decrease and terminate those types of behaviors, those types of, of um, dependency. Um, those overly dependent mothers create what I call little mamas. It's where you actually feel like your, your sibling's mother. They will say, hey, that was my mother. She helped raise me, uh, or she raised me, period, even though mother was present. And still to this day, uh, overachievers, where they absolutely are on top of everything. And nobody, nobody can be on top of everything. And that's exactly where we take ourselves. Um, mommy in domestic violence situations, or bigger than that, mommy being uh, in a place where men are almighty, and so that means that men were able to come and go. Uh, you had hot dogs and the man had a steak, whether it was your father or somebody else. Um, mothers who are in domestic violence situations where you see them having to fight or them being beat up on and not feeling, you know, because then, you know, as children we like, can't we just leave? Can't we just go away? Can't we just not be here? Um, many of our mothers weren't able to protect us because they didn't even know how to protect themselves. I mean, if that don't deserve a pass, I don't know what will. So, Mommy, why did you? If I couldn't even do it for me, and I absolutely didn't know how to be able to do it for you. Um, and, again, to have men to be the, the focus 
having to go out and look for a man, having to bring a man home, somebody. And, and it was, it, many times it wasn't about you needing a father or you needing a father figure. It was just about them having the comfort. Many of our parents attempted not to feel, uh, and some people's drug of choice was a man. And, and, and in many cases, those men um, could, could absolutely take advantage of in many different ways, whether they beat your mama, whether they beat you. Um, the other thing that I have to squeeze in here, you know, I'm going to put that someplace else. Um, no, I'm going to put it here. Many of us, and this is big and this is huge and it's going gonna, it's gonna, to, some of you are going to feel this and it's going to sting. Many of us still have great challenges that we weren't protected by our mother or guardian or father, whomever raised you. They didn't protect you from being molested, from being sexually abused, from being fondled, from being done with, uh, done, done with whatever an adult wanted to do with you. Um, many times we blame and still blame Mama because how could Mommy not know? How could Mommy see? Because some mothers saw. You know, if, you're, if, you're, if your house is only 900 square feet, and daddy or whomever left one room and was gone from that room and was in another room, there are certain things that we know that mommy knew um, or mommy couldn't do anything about it or didn't do anything about it. How could they not know me? So when I said, no, I don't want to go over Uncle Joe's house, not to take me to Uncle Joe's house, that something was wrong, how could mommy not know? And so for many of us to have that um to have that type of violation and to have that happen in the presence of, and we believe, the cause of. Many of us hold our mothers more accountable than the actual perpetrators because my mommy, if my mommy didn't know, I think that when we become parents, because I am a mother, I don't think that we fully understand the the weight, uh, the glorious weight and the emotional weight and the responsibility that we have as parents. And so we, we, we see our children looking at us, but we don't see that they're looking at us for their everything, for their protection, for their safety, for their love, for their caring. And many of us, if we didn't get it deposited into us, we were incapable of depositing it into someone else. And that's huge. That's huge because that is still very rapid. I know many abusers, uh, sexual abusers, child molesters in families that is still a secret. I've done a show on it. I've done several shows on it. Um, and, again, those things those things matter to our children. Those things, and, and, and they still matter to our children. They still affect our children. They still affect us. They still affect our parents because many of those things happen to them as well. Um, I got mommies in dysfunction. Let me tell you what I mean by dysfunction. Um, anybody living in, in the house that everybody came to, so it was always a car party going on, they were drinkers, not necessarily drunks, alcoholics, addiction, but it was where everything was always happening. So you had to go in the bathroom to get your homework done. You had to walk slow coming home from work because you knew it was going to be a bunch of people at the house. Or it just being a lot of noise, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of, uh, the inability to care for a kid, it wasn't kid, uh, conducive many times. And those absolutely, uh, those types of people produce people who absolutely either thrive or are, 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 are so um, isolated and introverted because they can't take all of the stuff 
that goes on around them. And it absolutely was brought about by having a childhood where things were just always up. There was always family at the house. There was always some chaos. There was always some stuff going on. And that stuff absolutely came down um, and, and through us and still lives in us. Um, mommies with untreated mental illnesses. I'm talking about everything from schizophrenia to bipolar to depression to PTSD to you name it, and the list is exhaustive. Many of our parents went untreated. Let's be clear that many of us are going untreated. And be clearer that you too are now affecting your children. Even if your children are grown, they are. And guess what? We gave them and they're now giving to our grandbabies, right? Yeah, I know I got some ears up when I said your grandbabies because as grandparents, we tend to be a little bit more on alert than what we were with our children because of the way we were raised. Those people that go with untreated, they end up producing super, uh, either super resentful, superwoman, superman um, type of children. They absolutely um, come from a place of not knowing and also not tending to. So you can imagine if you got a cut or a scratch on your arm, you immediately get taken to a doctor. But here you're watching your mother lose it every now and again. Talk to herself. Uh, uh, think you're somebody else. Beat you because they think that you're the devil. Yeah, there were people that were actually raised in households with women, fathers, mothers, grandmothers, aunts, uncles that were untreated. And absolutely those people are still being affected, probably have infected other people, and that infection is then being carried on. And that's what I want everybody to get. I want you to be clear about what is because I absolutely need you to be clear about what you can do about it. Right. Therapy. Somebody just said it. Therapy. I'm going to all, you know me, I'm driving home that bus. Um, I absolutely believe that therapy is absolutely essential. I do know that many of us, and I'm going to talk about this later, many folks have happened upon therapists that weren't very good. I mean, I've, I get clients all the time where therapists have fallen asleep, they actually use them for therapy. They bring their own stuff to to therapy. Uh, I had a client that went for a Reiki session with somebody, and uh, and I know a little bit about Reiki. I hope I'm saying it right, but I do know what they're supposed. I know what any professor is supposed to do when a client comes to you. This lady ended up spilling all of her stuff onto my client. I was so pissed. Right, I said the word pissed. I was so pissed because therapists do that and they give it a bad. And once somebody gets tuned out, when you finally get up the goal to go get some help and you end up with a therapist who, who absolutely can't hone in to what needs to happen with you, that absolutely can turn life around. Um, and then there are those mommies who are very permissive and they're a, 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 what I'm gonna say, a combo meal of a lot of things. But when I say permissive, allowing things to happen that shouldn't happen. Um, I met with a woman today who said, I just mentioned to her that she was doing it. She's like, I might need to listen to that. She said, I, just, I, re I still resent my mother for dropping me off at my aunt's house knowing because we told her that we were going to be mistreated, that we were not going to be treated the same. And many of us have experienced that in our own households, to have a mother who makes grave differences between their children. 
where somebody else gets to do something the other person does not. Uh, one person has to do chores and the other person does not. Another person is made to do all the, the mundane stuff. The other person is treated like a princess. Well, many times our parents dropped us off at places like that. She said that her aunt's children used to, uh, they were given Oreos, and her the aunt's children were given the Oreos first. And they actually got to lick the inside and lick the cream filling, which you know as kids, that was the best piece. And they gave the chocolate part to them. That's what she remembers. That's etched in her head. And if you can imagine for just a moment what that might produce in you as an adult, to know that you get seconds, that you're not And guess what? Guess who dropped you off in that place? It's not just the aunt who let it happen. It's the mother. She gave birth to you, and she is allowing you to be in a place where you're being mistreated. It was almost as if she did the mistreating herself because that's who we leave responsible is our, our mother. And so I talked about a lot of things. Um, many of us then are produced are, are these types of mothers. Um, and I say these types, I'm not, I'm not in disgust of them. I say these types of mothers because all of us, most of us, have challenges in some way. I say these types because I need you to be clear about what the type is and what type of things are produced, things to look for. Uh, people have a fear of loving or being loved. You've met the people. You are the people. Those people that no matter what you do don't feel lovable or no matter what you do cannot fully love you. They are almost always on guard because if their mother could, you are suspect, absolutely. Uh, only can trust you as far as they see you. Why? Because I can only trust mommy as far as I can see her. Why? Because she was a liar and she was an abuser and she was an addict and she was overly permissive and she allowed my uncle, yeah, trust is, is, is out the window. And many of us, many of us do not trust folks as far as we can see them. Yes, we're in relationships, and yes, we have some friends, and yes, we have some challenges around that. Uh, some of us view honesty as being optional. You know, okay, I can, I could, I could tell the truth or I could not. It's always optional, especially I can, and then most people won't choose it. So I'm actually lying because most people lie. Yeah, I'm actually lying because that's what I was taught. That's the way I was raised. When you need to cover, when you need to be something better than what you are, when you need to do something different. If I could tell you how many people I know aren't as happy as they pose on Facebook. Uh, of course, nobody takes pictures when they're angry and post them on Facebook. You know, and unless somebody's like real angry, you're not going to get that. Uh, social media has it has been a double-edged sword for many people. You see the happiness in other people, and you absolutely want that for yourself. And and many times it's not happening. Um, one of the other things that is very um, um, symptomatic is our our commitment being fluid. If our mother could not be committed to us, to raising us, to loving us, to being present for us, to speak with us in kindness, to uh, support us, to protect us, then everybody else is suspect. And guess what? If my mother didn't do it and didn't give it to me, how do I know how to do it? Right? How do I know how to do it? You absolutely do not. And so you heard me talk about being underachievers and, and overachievers and being truth challenged and being uh, lack of trust and abandonment issues, dependency issues, low self-esteem, um, be, being victims yourself. And, and, and we absolutely can, and can speak about that. It's important that you identify 
and look within because these you cannot address something that you are not even aware of. And many of us have some of these traits. And really and truly, I don't care where you got the trait from. I really only care that you identify it so that you can treat it. I only really care that you identify it so that you can treat it. Not necessarily for you to go around and, y'all know we like to wear things on our forehead, right? I don't want that to happen. Um, oh, we kind of, that's okay. We got a little bit more in an hour. If you guys stay with me, I promise to keep growing. Uh, go ahead and do me a favor. If you haven't already, share this video. Somebody else needs to hear it. Somebody who's not a friend of mine but is a friend of yours that absolutely needs to hear it. Um, I would even encourage you uh, to step out if your mother is still alive, if your mother is still present and your mother is open. I would absolutely share the the video specifically with her. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about my story because I absolutely there's not a conversation that I do that I don't look inward. I absolutely check me first. And I absolutely want to give you all, I'm very transparent, uh, attempt to be very real in, in my stance and in my work because I am that very uh, committed to this work. I remember my daughter being um, caught in some lies. Um, and I can honestly say she got that from her mother. Absolutely. I would lie to cover. I would lie to create greatness. I would lie to... A mask, I would lie for a variety of different reasons. Um, so I cannot sit here and say that I don't know where she got it from. But what I do know is what I put her through upon hearing that, and that's what we do. We instill these behaviors or, the, or, or, or trigger these behaviors or teach these behaviors, and then we punish for them actually using the behavior. Right. Isn't that something? And so I remember her being, I mean, lie after lie after lie after lie after lie. And I remember allowing a friend of mine to call her liar, liar. She called her LL. And I think back and how how embarrassing that could have been. That was, um, not only was I calling her a liar, the other thing that I did a lot of to her when she was younger is I would publicly shame her, meaning all the family could be there and I'd be like, tell them what you did. Or I would tell the whole story as if it was a family story and we was all going to laugh about it. And that was, what I know now, abusive. That was absolutely, it was a shaming that wasn't necessary. And I believe if I had known, I want to believe if I had known then what I know now that it wouldn't have happened. But one of the things I absolutely can do for her is to say, yes, I did it. And yes, it was not right. And I can apologize and be able to identify where it went wrong. Um, and I also was a provider and not necessarily always present, meaning she had the best of everything. There wasn't anything that she wanted or desired that she did not have. Sometimes she wanted and desired mommy, and sometimes mommy wasn't present for a variety of reasons. And I give you all that, one, to be transparent, two, to, to, to say to you that it happens to most of us, and it absolutely takes you being completely aware. Um, you guys have used the word stay woke, uh, and, and it's rampant now. Stay woke, stay woke, stay woke. And what that in essence means is stay alert, stay oriented so you can see what's going on. But many of us can't stay woke when we're not yet awake. We're not awake to who we are. We're not awake to what we're capable of doing. We're not awake uh, of the things that we produce and the things that are going on around us. And you can't stay woke if you're not awake. That's my thought. You can tell me you heard it here. Um, I also looked at some of the different types of mothers. And you tell me what comes to mind when I, I, I say these words. Claire Huxtable, right? Everybody wanted Claire Huxtable as a mama. 
I want to say husband was Claire Huxley was cool. She seemed to be reasonable. She seemed to be, you know, just just a person you could go to. She seemed to be very caring, very loving. We got those figures. And then the opposite of that is Cookie from Empire. And y'all could say what y'all want to about Cookie. She being fly and all those kind of things. Cookie is something else as a mother. Um, I only watched Empire for a couple of episodes, but I knew enough to know that there was there was no uh, there was no loyalty. The love was very uh, uh, what, what would be the word? The love was very um, conditional, right? Love was very conditional. Uh, love depended on what you gave and what you were going to do, and, and 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 alignment with, and all of those things. Um, here goes one that we actually laugh at, and we're laughing at the dysfunction. Ray, mother, what's her name? Uh, Marie Baroni. <laughs> that woman is a trip. She is nothing short of the epitome of dysfunctional and verbally and psychologically and mentally abusive. And we laugh at it. It's a show, and and uh, and I I watch it now. I didn't watch it when it was originally airing, but I watch it now, and it's amazing to me that we find we find ways to laugh at such dysfunction. Uh, another mother, Lady May Greenleaf, right. I told you all when I went to, to Las Vegas, I had the opportunity to watch a few hours of TV. Uh, yeah, that woman is something else. She, I mean, you you almost have to cringe at her, 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 her coldness with her children and how everything is about this one particular thing, and she literally goes out of her way to be just manipulative and, and, and condescending and, and abusive in her words and negative and, oh, gosh, Something else. Um, Florida Evans, Florence, the Florence, Florida. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Good times, right? We admire the struggle. We admire that she gave her kids voice. We admire that she attempted to keep her kids together. And even though uh, JJ was talked about and and Thelma, you know, he's skinny and he's this and that, you got the sense that she was at least attempting to do all that she could, even to go higher. She didn't. She didn't seek to go where she had came from. She sought to go higher, and 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 we can admire stuff like that. Um, Helen Patterson from Being Mary Jane, which I think is probably one of the most dysfunctional shows I've ever seen in my life. Or uh, Gabrielle Union produces one of the or acts as one of the most dysfunctional women I've ever seen on TV. Um, but her mother uh, being very, I mean, so. Uh, uh, she has to. Mary Jane has to be responsible for everything and everybody. She got to take in the cousins. She got to take in the. I mean, so you have a mother who's overly dependent. Like you do it, you do it, you do it. You're the one that can do it. You can do it. And those things absolutely do. Not just on TV, but in real life, they produce children who absolutely have challenges in most of the relationships they have. Not just intimate relationships, but friendships as well. Uh, I thought it was funny about reviewing some of those mothers because, yeah. We all got stuff, and it's not that it's it's hidden because they're now making TVs and TV programs and movies about some of those things. Um, and let me be clear that not all of our mommy challenges lands us in bad places. There's some bad things that happened to us or some circumstances we were in that absolutely produced us and, and catapulted us into good places because some of us sought to go to high roads. Like, okay, then this is where I was as a kid. I'm going up from here. Now, let's be clear that we could have provided that up for our children possibly, but we're still being right. We're still being challenged by some of those things. And I would encourage you all to no matter where you are in life, 
to look within and be clear about what it is that, that your children see. I'm going to run through this list. I promise you guys give me about ten more good minutes. I will absolutely let you go. Uh, go ahead and do me a favor and go ahead and share this if you haven't already. Where can we grow? Because that's what I want to get to. Yes, this is what the challenge is. It is what it is. I hate to say it, but it works in this situation. Uh, but where do we grow from here, Angie? First of all, I need you to have awareness, awareness that you have been affected. And if you've been affected, you're capable then of infecting and probably have already. So I need you to be aware of that. I need you to, this is going to be key, stop looking for acknowledgement and someone to be responsible for what happened, for why you are, potentially why you are. Stop looking for that and move. Because guess what? Many times our parents are not going to, they're, they're not looking to go, you're right, I created that craziness for you. You're right, I did that. You're right. Because in order for them to be uh, responsible for their own stuff, they have to look at their own stuff, and many of our parents are not able to look at their stuff or even feel strong enough to be able to work on their stuff. And so if we continue, get this, if you continue to attach your potential healing to the back of somebody else's emotional truck, you're likely to be dragged. And I'm going to ask that you not allow yourself to be dragged, that you absolutely move and you move in your own place. Um, extract the lessons from these things. Write them down. Do yourself a favor. Write down some of the stuff that you know where it came from. You know what happened. You know what happened. And extract the lesson from those things. And then commit to being a better mother, a better partner, a better person for you primarily, but also for those relationships that, that you have. Um, and know that you are not. You don't. Many times without our permission, we are like the people that we dislike or that raised us in the way that they did. Um, we dislike the behavior, not necessarily them, but we are like those people. In many cases, we are like that. Um, forget the shame and just forgive, right? Many of us have shame around some of the things that happened to us, some of the things that we uh, were um, uh, uh, had to be a part of, that had to be privy to, have to know. Many of us were, 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 have such shame and it, it leads us not to be able to, to forgive, not just other people, but forgiving of ourselves. Um, I said here, create a path for your mother or your guardian or the person that reigns us and offer it. What do I mean by that? Give them a path, meaning stop trying to hold them accountable for something that nine times out of ten, even to get the why, many times the why is I did not know better. I did not know how to do better. I wasn't capable of doing better. And I, in essence, almost couldn't protect myself from me, let alone protect you. And that's real talk for many people. And many parents have difficulties in saying that, but it's true. Um, again, don't attach your healing. Acknowledge that you may not get an apology. You may not get an explanation. You may not get somebody taking responsibility. Guess what? Don't wait on it. Don't wait on it, don't wait on it, don't wait on it, because that's holding up your healing. It's holding up your journey. It's holding up your life. It's holding up your uh, uh, situation. It's holding up, it's holding up your growth, and that we don't want. Um, redefine some of those key words. Know what love is, not based on what you knew growing up, based on the way you've been operating for the last 20 years. 
Create a definition that's about you, that keeps you in mind, that has little to no dysfunction in it. Because many of us, many of us still have dysfunction written into many of our definitions. Oh, I want to just... I want to just take some people by the face and go, hey, that's dysfunctional. That's what I want to do. I want to go, this is dysfunctional. Uh, <laughs> but, but redefine some of those key words, love, compromise, happiness, trust, honesty, communication, fair, adult. Define those things and then incorporate those new definitions into your world, into the world of you and your children. Have a conversation with your children. Admit some things. If you are the parent, and you know that you produced, that you affected other people, take some ownership if you're able to do that. Take some responsibility. Guess what our kids love? They love just hearing that it wasn't their freaking imagination, that this thing wasn't being done right, that something went wrong. Right. Take that responsibility. Um, and, and you'd be surprised how much, life you can still recover and recapture just in doing that. Seek to understand the abuse, dysfunction, and how you can stop infecting others. Seek to understand, and I've given you some of those explanations here. I've given you some knowledge, some understanding. Seek to understand so that you can stop infecting other people and so that the people that you've affected and infected can stop Affect, infecting other people. That's going to be key. And people, guess what? Get some help. Get some help. Everyone won't be able to just shake this on their own. And it doesn't mean that you're weak. It doesn't mean that you're not strong. It doesn't mean that you're not capable. It means that you just need some help. Changing the tire is fairly easy, but most of us need a little help in doing so. Um, some of us are more diseased than we really know. We think it's just this little, when actually it's, it's this little. Some of us are still in our 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s, still hearing those tapes that our, our, our mothers, our, our guardians, our grandmothers put there that, that were dysfunctional. Some of us still remember being left like it was yesterday. Some of us still remember having to watch our mother cower in the corner like it was yesterday. Those things absolutely still do affect and infect us. Get some help. Don't be afraid to ask for help professionally. And I don't usually do this. I don't know that you guys have ever heard me talk about my, my journey program. But absolutely, I would prefer you to get some help than to get no help. And I absolutely do some, some, some growing up myself. You absolutely can reach out with me. There's probably not anybody on this call or that will listen to me on this, this conversation that doesn't know how to hit my inbox. Ask me how I know because I get 30 to 40 messages a day, so I know y'all know how to reach me. Don't be afraid to say what's real. And sometimes, almost all the time, people come to me for relationship stuff, and they come to me for personal growth stuff, and many times they, they're not aware that absolutely what is happening now has everything to do with what, what happened then. And those things are very important to know where, where your disease comes from. Uh, and I'm using disease. I hope you guys aren't offended by the word, but it was one of the words that I felt like, you know, create. Um, and I absolutely, in this program, I absolutely could help you. I, it would be my pleasure to help you grow up on purpose. Right. Um, I was going to go through some of the true or false questions, but I absolutely don't have time for that because I want you guys to stay with me. Um, but one, I'll give one, and that was the very first one I posted. All women have motherly instincts and are able to provide some of the basic emotional needs of their children. And that is completely, without a doubt, very false. 
because not everybody that gives birth is capable of being a, a mother. Not every birth mother is capable of being a mother. Um, and so thus we, we you know, we're, we're challenged in many different areas. Um, so guess what, people? The buck stops here and the growth can start right now. If we were or are affected, we are carriers of a dysfunctional disease and more apt to infect others, our children, our partners, our friends, our family, and ourselves. And, and I would encourage you to have that. Let's, we have the cure. We don't have to raise money for this cure. We don't have to do a, a, a telethon. We don't have to go in a laboratory. We absolutely can cure this by acknowledgement and power responsibility, absolutely reaching back, absolutely getting some help, and let's start healing, and let's start growing. We absolutely need to do that. Um, I'm going to put some of my information up on Facebook. Thereafter, I have some shows, that uh, links from previous shows that talk about different forms of abuse and different types of abuse. Uh, it might do you some good to listen to some of those things in case you don't see you in what we just discussed. Uh, I would ask you before you disconnect from this conversation to go ahead and share that video. And I hope that this information at least puts you in a place that you're able to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Awareness is key, and because you can't change anything that you're not aware of, awareness is going to be key. And, again, if there's anyone ready to grow past this challenge, don't hesitate to inbox me. I can even do a free consultation with you if, if need be. But I absolutely encourage you to get some help. Uh, even have some of these conversations with our children, uh, with our parents, with our siblings, with anybody that, that, that might be a part of some of the challenge may take you having some professional help to do that. I'm hopeful that you all plan to get a handle on things and begin to live life to its fullest without the weight of your past. Does that make sense? All right. I'm done. Happy Mother's Day to everybody, and I'm out of here. Love ya. Miss ya. Bye-bye. Share the video. <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.